Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, caught between mother and sister, what to say to a friend who has been made redundant, a boyfriend who never listens, and a mother-to-be worried about kids and digital overload. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, my sister has stopped talking to our mum after she made a comment about her latest breakup. My sister always picks the same type of man and inevitably after about six months, the relationship falls apart and she's back at square one again. We're both in our early 30s and she's two years older than me. The biggest problem is that when mum talks about my sister's love life, she always brings me up. I was lucky enough to meet a lovely man a few years ago and we got married last summer. The fact that our mum brings me into this makes it really hard for me to comfort my sister because she's inevitably angry at me for being the better child in our mum's eyes. It's a horrible situation to be in because both our mum and my sister think I'm on my mum's side when really I just want everyone to butt out of each other's business and get along again like a normal family. How can I comfort my sister and let her know I'm not on my mum's side without distancing myself from our mum? I don't want to be two-faced about it. Oh, this is so funny. I love, sorry, I shouldn't be laughing at your problems, but it's just so sweet. I love the expression, I just want everyone to get along again, like a normal family. Seriously, how many normal families do you know? I don't know any at all, and I certainly don't come for one, nor have I created one with my own children. In all families abnormality and dysfunction and friction are normal. In fact, anyone listening to this will be thinking, yes, this is exactly what happens in every family. The parent always wants the other siblings to measure up to the behaviour of the best sibling. So rest assured that whilst what is going on is extremely irritating and hurtful for you, it's completely ordinary and understandable. I'm sorry to report that, by the way, to to all those of us who have ever come from a family. Um, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. That said, let's look at your specific problem. You don't want your mum and your sister to think that you're on your mum's side and that you're judging your sister. You want to be able to say to your sister, I don't judge you and I don't think I'm perfect. 
The issue here is that you don't want to offend your mum, but really you think she is being a bit mean to your sister. But you are not willing to say this openly. And frankly, I don't blame you because I think it would just make things worse. So what to do? Setting some boundaries and having realistic expectations would help here. How are you directly involved in this? I'm assuming both your mother and your sister mouth off to you about all of this. Can you set some boundaries with your mother, for example, and shut down these conversations? Listen, leave a long pause and then change the subject. (laughs) Or listen, leave a long pause and then say calmly and without any passive aggression, this is your issue with my sister. I'll leave the two of you to sort it out and then change the subject. Similarly, with your sister, if she brings it up, then just be honest. Say, this doesn't actually have anything to do with me. You know that really, don't you? Because that is the truth. In terms of expectations, it's annoying, but you can't do anything to change your mother's reaction or your sister's. They will believe what they want to believe, but you can choose not to engage in their narrative. The best way to not be two-faced is to be no-faced and refuse to take part in it all. I know it's extremely difficult to do that, but practice makes perfect. Again, listen and don't say anything. Listen some more and then say, that's interesting. Then change the subject. It may not change your mother's behaviour or your sister's, but it might just give you some peace of mind. They do sound like they need their heads banging together, by the way, but who doesn't have a mother and a sister like that? Our next question. Dear Viv, my friend has just been made redundant. It's never happened to me before, so I don't really know what to say to her. Any ideas? Any ideas? Any idea? How many ideas do you want? I am greatly amused by this question as I think it's, it's perfectly legitimate and it's very sweet. I love the idea that it's impossible to know what to say to someone if you've not been in their exact situation. <laughs> you haven't been made redundant, so you don't know what to say to someone who has. Imagination, my friend. Use your imagination. The first thing to say is you may not need to say anything at all. The most important thing to do when any significant change happens in any friend's life is to listen and observe. Do this for as long as humanly possible, even if this means saying things like, anything else you want to say about that? A hundred times, so that they really get all their feelings out of their system. In my experience, and I have been made redundant, although it was voluntary, and I know a lot of people who have been made redundant both by their own choice and not by their own choice, There's usually a huge sense of relief somewhere at the bottom of all the feelings because redundancy usually happens in a climate of huge change and uncertainty. And even the most unwelcome redundancy is at least a relief because it's some kind of conclusion. So be a shoulder to cry on or be someone to bounce ideas around with or be your friend's cheerleader. Their response will be the best guideline for you. There are as many responses to redundancy as there are people who might have been made redundant, so I wouldn't make any assumptions as to how your friend might be feeling. I do take it from your question that you're assuming that redundancy is a bad and scary thing, hence you wanting to distance yourself from it. I can feel this kind of rather her than me vibe uh, emanating from your letter. 
But remember, not everyone feels the same way about things. Some people love the challenge of change and others recognise it's good to get a kick up the arse that you're not able to give yourself sometimes. So be prepared to be surprised by your friend and well done for being a good enough friend to care enough to try to say the right thing. Probably start by saying nothing and listen a lot. That probably is the best way to start. Our next question. Dear Viv, I feel like my boyfriend doesn't listen to me anymore. Lately, I've not been that happy at work, and rather than ask me why I'm not enjoying it, he's just been asking why I'm not looking for another job. I feel like he does this with lots of stuff, like when I complain about something I don't like in our house, or moan that I feel a bit fat, or tell him about something annoying my mum said. I don't know when we got so bad at communicating. Are we drifting apart or do I just need to tell him that he needs to try harder? Well, this is turning into the Dear Viv listening special and that is no bad thing as our ability to listen is what determines the success of so many of our relationships. Now, I have the uh, option here uh, to give a sexist answer to this question and I might as well get that out of the way first. Personally, I don't really hold with boring gender stereotypes which suggest that women are better at listening than men and that men are not very good at hearing out problems because they'd rather suggest practical solutions. But if this kind of thing appeals to you, there are thousands of others who do think this way. And I would suggest you go get yourself a copy of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, which is entirely about the picture you paint here. The woman just wants to be heard out. The man wants to fix everything. Basically, if you want to assign this problem to gender issues, you can. And there are loads of people out who will back you up. (laughs) I'm sure there's a grain of truth in this way of thinking and that maybe some men and women do have vastly different communication styles. Understanding that can really help. And talking about this very fact might help. Have you ever tried saying something like, you know, I'm not really looking for a solution to these problems don't you? It just makes me feel so much better to have a moan and know that you're on my side. Or if you're really brave, you could say, does it drive you mad when I don't take your advice? Because sometimes I just like to have a bit of a whinge. Do you mind? But ultimately, I personally don't think this is a man-woman thing. I think it's something that can happen in any relationship between friends or even at work. Some people love to talk and analyse their problems and blow off steam without really wanting to change anything. And other people only really talk about problems because they want to find a concrete way to solve them. Maybe talking about some of these theories might help you get somewhere. Are you actually both bad at communicating with each other? Or are you just clashing because you're not being honest about what you both want? You want someone who will listen to you and sympathise and say, oh, you're not fat, don't be silly, or the house isn't that bad, look, I bought you some flowers. (laughs) He just wants to give good advice and feel like he's being helpful. I don't think either of you is wrong. You just need to be a bit more straightforward with each other and honest about what you want. I really hate to say this, but it may also be entirely possible that he doesn't listen to you anymore because he is tired of you moaning. He offers suggestions. You ignore them. Try and see it from his point of view. And let me be the final word on all these things, by the way. You're not fat. Things with your mum will be fine. Your house is really not that bad and you will work things out with your job. Do you feel better now? I didn't think so. You see... 
I think you just want to have a good old whinge. And that is okay. We all want to have a good old whinge now and again. But we can only do that when we're being honest with ourselves that that is what we're doing. Allow yourself the whinge and find someone else to listen to it if you think your boyfriend has had enough. But don't forget to move on from it too. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, I'm pregnant with my first child and I'm worrying about how to negotiate the tricky territory of babies and mobile phones. It seems like every time I leave the house, all I see is parents who have given their toddlers or small children their mobile phones to keep them quiet. I know this will sound judgmental, but I want my little boy to be looking at the world around him when we're out and about, and not to grow up thinking it's normal to have your eyes stuck to a screen the whole time. I know I'll be fighting a losing battle, and I'm also aware that I'm part of the problem being a phone addict myself. What's the best plan of action here? Oh, please. I don't know where to start here. You're pregnant. You haven't even got the baby out of your vagina yet and you're worrying about mobile phone screens. Please at least wait until the baby has vacated your uterus. Believe me, when your baby comes out, you will have plenty to worry about. And for two years, at least, infant iPhone addiction will be the least of your problems. I love your question, though, because I think it reveals something really profound and important. We all care deeply about protecting our children from the modern world. And we all worry that whatever we do will never be enough. We also know, as you suggest yourself, that that we are massive hypocrites. Most of us haven't figured out a sane way to navigate technology for ourselves. So how can we possibly set a good example to our children? So although you are worrying about something well before time, (laughs) these are beautiful questions. And I'm sorry to say that they are the lifeblood of parenting and something that you're going to have to grapple with and struggle with and fail at for the rest of your life. (laughs) The fact you already care about it and are thinking about it shows, I think, that you'll be a good parent. But remember to keep a sense of humour about these things. There is never any fixed answer. You will find parents you want to be friends with who allow their kids to do things that you think are terrible. And you'll find parents who treat their children perfectly and are a brilliant example, but you just can't bear to be around them. And you'll find yourself judging other people's parenting only to find yourself making exactly the same mistake the very next day. To err is human. To be a total failure is to be a parent. Welcome to the club. The only plan of action is to be entirely flexible about your plan of action. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign into thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we we'll see you there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.